this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindus in focus podcast with me amit barua your host for this episode if there is one story that defines india's foreign policy after the 1998 nuclear tests it is that of new delhi's engagement with washington across prime ministers atal bihari vajpayee manmohan singh and now narendra modi the tango is yet to end and the dance masters remain committed to the relationship despite india's membership of mutually antagonistic clubs like the shanghai cooperation organization and the quad new delhi found it need not make public choices till the february invasion of ukraine by russia the situation today is dramatically altered choices will have consequences while external affairs minister subramanyam jayashankar pointed to india's oil purchases from russia as being minimal as compared to europe us secretary of state antony blinken made a pointed reference to human rights abuses at their recent press conference in washington so where is the indo us relationship headed to discuss this i have with me dr atul bhartwaj an independent foreign policy researcher and author welcome to in focus dr bhartwaj thank you amit dr bhartwaj i would like to begin by asking you and referring to and reading out this most interesting para 4 of the april 11 joint statement between india and the us and it says the ministers reviewed mutual efforts to respond to the worsening humanitarian crisis in ukraine and assessed its broader implications they urged an immediate cessation of hostilities the ministers unequivocally condemned civilian deaths they underscored that the contemporary global order has been built on the un charter respect for international law and the sovereignty and territorial integrity of all states so tell me dr bhardwaj how did they miss the word russia and invasion in this paragraph you know as far as uh, uh, making statements with regard to the civilian deaths you know humanitarian crisis which has erupted in ukraine of course it has uh, there is no doubt about it but these are some of the statements which you know all international actors would make at this particular stage and uh, two big powers india and usa uh, you know cannot of course uh, afford to miss out on these things as far as russia is concerned uh, you know one has to look at it uh, you know india's deep engagement with russia is well known uh, in defense sector but just to return to that joint statement para uh, dr bhardwaj you know the fact that the you know it obviously suits both the countries and they did make their remarks uh, at the press conference uh, you know both ministers of their concerns but this must have required some degree of drafting to be able to achieve the uh, to omit the words russia and invasion from this paragraph definitely you know because uh, uh, america has been a little more considerate in this case uh, towards the indian concerns as i said because of deep engagement that india has with russia and you know it india cannot just afford to break it although you know gradually that dependence on russian defense sector has been reducing america has made huge inroads into the indian defense sector over the years since 2008 or since 2000 of course but yet you know uh, india's dependence on russia for a uh, lot of defense equipment for nuclear uh, you know its uh, issues remains quite intense therefore uh, india is uh, you know india is balancing the whole situation at the moment 
look at it russia look at it america also you know we are assuming that america the american actions are all anti putin it's not anti russia if you actually see the war american aim america has a larger strategic aim in the area and that strategic aim is to basically weaken putin who's not really a leader like yeltsin who listens more to america he has his own independent uh, mind and he wants to you know exercise russian sovereignty now america is not happy with that and it wants a regime change uh, in russia so all american actions are not actually uh, america is not actually fighting a war it is fighting a proxy war in with russia in ukraine right uh, we are going to return to that uh, in a minute uh, dr bhardwaj but first i want to ask you what is your sense of the overall health of uh, indo us relations you you've authored a, a major book on um, you know the earlier years in the in the indo us relationship how would you, what is your overall assessment of how the of the state of the indo us relations you know the indo us relations are robust there is absolutely no doubt uh, that they're going to grow further and they're going to become more intense in the coming years you know we are interacting with the us in every department the indo us engagement is not new it has been there for the last 75 years and it has grown the us involvement in india happened much before the soviets came into india and the us uh, started coming in so us was in the indian in india from 1942 onwards you know one part of history which is not really which i've covered in my book also and which is not very popular is that there were about 200000 american soldiers present in india from 1942 to 46 and with their entire military paraphernalia they were present in calcutta assam uh, they built a road they built a pipeline from assam right up to kunming in china and all this happened all these years and america was deeply involved in indian business how the indian economy is going and from the very beginning from the 50s onwards it was if it was not direct us government which was interacting with india it was always their philanthropic foundations and other institutions which were constantly engaged with indian economy from the 1950s onwards the universities the philanthropic organizations and everybody right so i'm going to uh, now ask you about the current scenario i mean i think it's well established as you point out that indo us engagement has been there over the long period and it has only deepened and enriched itself so now the question is why did us secretary of state blinken make a reference to human rights abuses in his prepared remarks not in response to a question from a journalist but in his prepared remarks what is your sense as to why this reference was made So obviously we you know don't like anybody giving us lectures we are a sovereign power we consider ourselves a big power but the fact remains that us is much bigger than us and us is a democracy there are certain sections in the us which demand human rights and human rights is a part of their diplomatic agenda so every now and then they would bring it up in the 50s when nehru was interacting very closely with the americans uh, in the late 50s i would say he was interacting very closely with the americans that is the time also you know the the americans many americans were constantly raising the issue of india's neutrality india's you know nehru's non alignment or why india 
some issues they will always keep in their pocket, you know, as a bargaining chip. So human rights is one aspect which the Americans will, you know, uh, keep it and use it every now and then. But by and large, uh, these issues really don't uh, derail the relationship which is going on. I don't think, see them derailing the relationship. And uh, a last question on the press conference. Uh, uh, our external affairs minister saying that, uh, you know, Europe buys um, uh, from Russia uh, 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 all the oil in an afternoon that India buys in a month. So what is the signal that uh, Mr. Jayashankar was trying to send out uh, from these comments? You know, that, of course, is a fact. Uh, you know, the India's imports of Russian LNG is minuscule, 0.4%, I think. And Europe buys much more. Now, this uh, entire Ukraine war has also to be looked at uh, from the point of view that there is a shale revolution in America. And this, uh, the supply lines, the European energy supply lines are under strain. Uh, they're too dependent on Russia. America feels Europe is a big market. It needs to capture that particular market. How and when that will happen, uh, you know, is a point of conjecture. But yes, the process towards that change has, uh, has been initiated because of the Ukraine war. But w what do you think is the message that Dr. Uh, Mr. Jayashankar was trying to send out uh, through his comment? Mr. Jashankar is basically saying that, you know, look, uh, uh, you know, U.S. need not to bother because the amount of uh, transaction between India and Russia is very minuscule. U.S. has to bother more about Europe. U.S. has to, you know, if U.S. has to tell uh, anybody to stop buying from Russia, it is the Europe that, uh, you know, they have to concentrate on and not really India. So that is his basic, uh, you know, he's trying to basically convey that India's position. So, and he's also saying that, you know, these... Uh, the minor things, uh, as I said, like you know, U.S. raising the issue of human rights, or for that matter, India buying little oil, cheap oil or cheap energy from uh, Russia, does not really, you know, make much of a difference uh, at this stage. Right, uh, Doctor Bhardwaj. What I want to ask you now is that India has gone in for this purchase of this S-300 missile defense system from from Russia. And there have been lots of conversations between India and the U.S. I think this will be one litmus test uh, in the Indo-U.S. relationship. What do you think is going to happen when India actually operationalizes uh, this missile defense system? You know, once it is operationalized, America, you know, has been a little considerate towards India on these particular issues earlier also. And I don't think that, uh, you know, they're going to... Uh, you know, impose Katska in this particular case. Uh, probably they will let India, uh, you know, have this particular system because India uh, needs it and they would bargain for something else with India. And uh, so these are, you know, in diplomacy, these things will be used here and there. And these are not really, you know, something that can destroy a relationship or, you know, halt the relationship. I don't think, you know, uh, these minor hiccups uh, which come up every now and then in any relationship uh, can derail it or, you know, halt it or somehow impact it adversely. Because the Indo-US relationships uh, is deeply rooted, is, is deeply rooted. It's not transactional as such. It has got a lot of ideological bases. Right. And on, uh, on Ukraine, how do you think um, uh, India and the United States will navigate uh, this relationship? 
what what do you see because it looks like uh, the ukraine issue is going to be a long drawn out one and the world will need to live with it so how 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 do you think these two countries are going to deal with the ukraine issue in the weeks and months ahead in ukraine issue you know how it progresses uh, america is not interested in a war in ukraine as such nor is india interested of course in any kind of a war america is more interested you have to look at it from their perspective is that it's a part of the grand strategy russia is not america's peer competitor at this stage just as in the cold war china was not usa's peer competitor similarly russia is not china, uh, america's peer competitor at this stage their basic aim of the us is to how to keep russia and china divided because this combination of russia and china is threatening to you know challenge the established international order which america governs now for them america to retain its primacy if this if this combination if this eurasian combination of china russia and probably also germany if it enters then there is every likelihood that the american primacy in global affairs gets affected now american grand strategy as it was in the cold war was to divide sino soviet split was the main uh, part of that strategy and that's exactly what is it the only thing is the actors have been replaced earlier america was chasing china in the late 60s and 70s now it is america is chasing russia america wants russia to be out of this eurasian network and start looking westward which putin has you know stopped for a long time now he is not looking westward and there is a lobby in america which has been saying that you have lost russia to china and that lobby uh, is probably now happy that with intense pressure on russia as russia weakens further you know as Rus- as uh, russian energy exports to europe decrease russia will weaken further there could be a possibly a regime change there could be somebody and russia will definitely start looking westward so the american aim is that and india probably should be happy if russia begins to look westward so strategically you know if you see uh, there is not much of a difference in the outlook of the two countries because india would also like to see weak china because any break up break up with russia will weaken china and that would be to indians interest and what what is your sense dr bhardwaj that uh, you know uh, in the weeks uh, before uh, the invasion of uh, ukraine by russian forces would uh, the chinese and the russian leadership have had a discussion on what is going to happen or some indications would have been given by russia to the chinese leadership uh, the american involvement in russia uh, in uh, ukraine began in 2014 you know when uh, russia took over crimea you know the cia involvement began the nato expansionist plans so there was a lot of pressure on russia on putin to act and i'm sure he must have discussed his plans at some level uh, with his uh, counterparts in china and uh, uh, you know because it impacts china uh, greatly impacts china because china has been building you know a eurasian road network it has been building land bridges it has been building alternative trade routes which are different from the currently uh, trade routes that are being do- that are dominated by the west so there is a whole lot and they were challenging you know economically technologically 
the china russia combined uh, you know stood as a big roadblock in continuation of american primacy of global affairs now here uh, so in order to put a halt to this uh, combination china russia combination america would do anything but just to get back to a point that you made earlier dr bhagwat that if the entire american objective is to wean away russia from china then the creep of nato and all the uh, you know in a sense ignoring the concerns of um, russia and president putin how does that sit with trying to break uh, russia and china uh, the, the russian and chinese entente in a sense you know uh, one thing is it is basically all these actions are to put pressure on russia if you see uh, you know the the dominant uh, thought in american strategic policy uh, circles has been of realist restraint which has been promoted quite a lot by john meersheimer who is a strategic affairs uh, you know expert in america he has been vilified a lot recently the people who are saying that he is a pro russian person who has been advocating putin's uh, strategy and this but what he is actually telling the americans and what he has been telling and what has been american policy since you know putin took over crimea in 2014 has been of strategic restraint and which actually means that you know he says that let georgia and ukraine be under the russian influence because what is more important is that russia comes to the west comes back to the west because that is very important for america to tackle its peer competitor that is china at the moment so this is the largely the strategy and this i think would be followed by america in the long term that they do not mind they they won't mind you know have russia having some influence here and some influence in ukraine and some change policy and you know they might even come to an agreement but as long as russia allows itself to be governed by the west and not be aligned fully with china so that is the uh, larger part of the strategy i see here and uh, america is anti putin america is not anti russia as far as i see it right so i'm going to leave it leave you with uh, perhaps a slightly unfair um, last question how do you see you know you have a military background as well uh, dr bhardwaj how do you see this uh, war uh, you know ending uh, in ukraine you know war uh, you know it's still early days for a war it's i think it's going to be a long drawn out war long drawn out war the war is not going to end it will keep festering for a long time sometime for a long time as long as you know there are huge interests involved huge uh, military industrial complexes interests are involved and there are other involved and you know the whole war actually the the continuation war really you know impacts russia more because it weakens russia more russia will have to spend more money its trade uh, gets affected so all these things uh, will put a lot of pressure on on putin so nobody is actually interested in ending the war the west would def- definitely not be interested that the war continues to you know just halts or just stops with an agreement they would want the war to continue the west yes the war it has been the wars actually if you see in syria the wars other in other places they are continuing and this war i think this region would become uh, another kind of a syria 
so which will continue you know people will keep getting involved so we cannot expect an absolute till the time of course there is a larger agreement between the west and russia and what are the prospects of that happening the prospects of that happening is uh, uh, how fast uh, there is a regime change in russia and how fast uh, the new regime in russia is able to you know is able to shake hands with the west and stop looking eastward and the, the regime change in russia may not be as easy as some people think it might be yeah it is not going to be easy it's not going to happen tomorrow it's it will take some time it will take a few years because putin is strong russia is strong but the very fact that you know they have come to the russian doorsteps to fight uh, the west has come to the russian doorsteps to fight is uh, is something very different which never happened during the cold war uh, so that is unprecedented in that sense well thank you so much uh, for your time and uh, talking to the hindus uh, in focus uh, podcast dr bhardwaj thank you very much thank you so much amit in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon